This podcast sponsored by Prime Super, taking the complexity out of super administration so that you can get on with your business. Go to primesuper.com.au to see what we can do for you. Advanced Care Planning Australia is holding a seminar to support healthcare leaders deliver advanced care planning in Queensland. And here to tell us more about advanced care planning, or an ACP, is Austin Health Manager of Communications, Rebecca Camilleri. So Rebecca, what does this seminar aim to achieve? Hi Megan, Um, we're partnering with Queensland Health and QUT um, to bring together local and national experts in advanced care planning. It's pitched at health professionals leading advanced care planning implementation in all palliative care, residential aged care, primary health and hospital settings. We're holding it at the uh, Royal Brisbane and Women's Hospital on Friday the 30th of November. And to what barriers are there? I think the barriers around advanced care planning um, come from from society. I think um, we're ultimately a death denying culture. um, And I think that there are poor understandings about the limits of medical treatments. We've all seen the medical dramas on um, television where people are brought back to life after heroic um, effort. But we don't really understand that there comes a time where there are limits of medical treatment and sometimes the, um, the burden of care is greater than the benefits offered. Um, These conversations can be tough and people can be reluctant to discuss them. Um, We also have um, the situation with um, healthcare providers, GPs, we know that they're very busy and sometimes um, it can be difficult to find the time. Um, And also just generally sometimes a lack of confidence um, about starting these conversations. Um, I think that it's becoming increasingly important though We do have an aging society. People are generally living longer with chronic health conditions or life limiting illnesses. In fact, um, we now know that most people die after a chronic illness, not after a sudden event. At the same time, um, we have a coming of age of a generation of people um, who have always made decisions about their life. They've planned ahead and likewise, they want to maintain control. So it's it's understandable, but that you would have this this group of people um, wanting to take advantage of advanced care planning. Um, And yes, it's it's really, really important. And um, when doctors and families are left to make decisions um, in a situation where they don't know what a a patient wants, it can cause conflict. So we really believe that it's really important that advanced care planning is better understood by both health professionals and the general public. How does the concept of an ACP change during primary care to aged and palliative care? Well, broadly speaking, advanced care planning is about respecting an individual's choices and empowering them with the right information to help them make their own medical treatment decisions. This doesn't differ too much in different healthcare settings. An advanced care directive, or I believe in in, in Queensland, it's an advanced health directive. It's a legal document and accordingly it does apply in all those health settings. Um, However, it's important to remember that for an advanced care directive to be legal, a person needs to have decision-making capacity. So in situations of a dementia diagnosis or other progressive illnesses, it's important that the advanced care planning occurs when that person is of sound mind. And while an advanced care plan can change with a a person's um, life stage, we do know that can can occur, but often people's values do stay the same. Um, But it's it's important that um, 
and recommended that people would review and update their advanced care plan or their advanced care directive from time to time. What's the legal status of an ACP in the states and territories? Okay, well, advanced care planning laws and requirements uh, differ from state to state. Uh, the jurisdictions generally allow people to make an advanced care directive and appoint a substitute decision maker. That, that tends to be applying in all states and territories, but the terms may differ. Um, I would recommend that um, people, health professionals and individuals come to the Advanced Care Planning Australia um, website and they will find information and forms relative to their uh, state or territory. Um, generally speaking, an Advanced Care Directive will apply in another state, but there are exceptions. Um, so there is detailed information about this on the Advanced Care Planning Australia website. What are the perceptions of an ACP in the community? Well, I think there's some myths and misconceptions out there about advanced care planning that aren't help, helping. Um, I think a lot of people think that the focus is about death and dying, but when you actually get down to it, it's actually really more about living and about as a statement about how people um, want to live and what matters most to them. Um, I think that it's, I think people feel that it's a bit of a taboo subject. Um, and I think that people think that, that talking about it will, will make death occur sooner, which of course we know is not, not the case. Um, I think also with health professionals, I think there's the general feeling that, it, that it's something that's quite hard. Um, but once they actually um, um, start with advanced care planning and, and starting these conversations with um, people, they often comment that they found it a lot easier than they anticipated and um, the individuals themselves that have done advanced care planning often report feeling that a weight has been uh, taken off their shoulders. How can health professionals start a conversation with patients? Well, uh, like any conversation, um, an advanced care planning conversation starts with questions. And as I said before, the, the questions are actually more about how you want to live than how you want to die. Um, but they are sensitive conversations, so um, you, know, you need to tread carefully, particularly patients with um, complex health conditions. Um, there's a range of questions that could be asked. Um, you could first start with asking about what they understand about their illness and the trajectory of their illness. You could ask them about what they value most about living and what a good day looks like for them. You could ask them about who would speak for them if they were unable to speak for themselves. And um, depending on the situation, you could um, ask them um, what the goals of care are for them. Um, there's lots of information, resources and videos on um, our website if health professionals would um, like more information and support about starting the conversation with patients. Why are almost 50% of people unable to make their own end-of-life medical decisions? Once upon a time, um, death was more likely to be as a result of a sudden event rather than after a period of decline or a progressive illness. So with people living for longer and often with dementia and other life-limiting or progressive diseases, a number of people will now be unable to make their own end-of-life medical treatment decisions when they reach that pointy end of life. Um, and it often falls to the family and medical team to guess at what um, that person would have wanted and understandably that can cause a lot of stress and conflict. Given that we know that 50% of people will be unable to make their own decisions, it really makes sense to be prepared ahead of time and to um, document your preferences. 
What can be done to make an ACP a routine part of care or to improve its uptake? Well, Megan, it's, it's sobering to think that less than 15% of Australians have documented their preferences in an advanced care directive. So clearly more work needs to be done to increase uh, uptake. Um, so we lead a range of initiatives to um, in, improve um, uptake of advanced care planning. Um, educating the public is a really important part of what we do. Um, we all need to get better at um, starting difficult conversations. Uh, this year in April, for the first time, we launched the first uh, National Advanced Care Planning Week. We worked with health organisations and community organisations um, and ended up hosting over 100 events around Australia to help people um, start these conversations. Um, I think in general, we all need to get a little bit more comfortable about talking about death and um, you know, starting these conversations at the micro level within one's family. Um, I'd, I'd really like to see a time where um, advanced care planning is more normalised. Um, it's really normal for people to have plans for birth, for retirement or even funerals. Um, like it, it stands to reason that you'd be able to make a plan for your future health care. Um, and um, as you've mentioned in the question, it really should be looked upon as a part of um, routine care and a part of healthy ageing. Uh, I think also um, we have an important role to play in ensuring health professionals are supported um, to um, better understand advanced care planning and to have those conversations and understand the legal frameworks around them as well. Um, and at a, at a macro level, I think that um, we need to ensure we have the right systems and processes in place to facilitate advanced care planning in all health settings, be it primary care, aged care, etc. And what advice would you give to a nurse or aged care worker interested in learning more about this? When we speak to patients and individuals that have actually completed advanced care planning, they often report feeling a sense of relief. And um, there's a lot of research that shows that these um, benefits flow onto the family as well. Um, I'd also say that you don't have to do it alone. Uh, we offer free online education for health professionals. Um, we have um, support and resources available through our website. And if you do get some curly and difficult questions that you're unable to answer, um, then we have a free advisory service that you can um, either call yourself as a health professional or um, you can actually give our number to um, the individual or family member with the question. Thank you for your time, Rebecca. Thank you.